0: hello uh, i'm not alex um, i am ezra as i've always been I <laughs> know you by now my
1: dude oh uh, man no the energy is right?
0: seamless it's i i don't think they could have told tell- I, I feel told. like i feel like i look i'm not gonna give myself a grade early on in this but i am and it's an a it's a double a if they're yeah. uh It's Uh, So, welcome back to Pack Your Mics, the Top Chef podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. Today, we're talking about Season 19, Top Chef, Houston, Episode 13, titled Cactus Makes Perfect. And I'll be honest, I did not get the pun until several times after reading this. Oh, no. yeah it took it took it took some time i don't know maybe
2: for a a punster like you you know
0: uh maybe yeah maybe i was reading my mind as cactus maybe and that just didn't didn't uh didn't Uh, scan um so filling in seamlessly for alex it's me ezra uh with me in northern california sarah good morning uh in brooklyn new york it is chris hey hey and from lovely burbank california it is kyle Yes, just Kyle. <laughs>
1: uh, Sarah might pop in later if our daughter is very, very good and kind to her.
0: But uh, Grace is oh, not in a no. kind mood this weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb might may, may pop in also if Sonic Two gets boring, but I don't think it will. So it's it's just a it's a rush rush of, a, of adrenaline and rings all the way through. So he's probably yeah. he's probably. Um. Well, yeah, it's, hot
2: tip: if if you're bored of that, I check out uh, Sonic Mania which is oh. uh, a new new-ish 2d sonic where a fan started making better versions of original sonic levels and then sega loved it and bought it and released it as a game and it's really good it's like this a it's awesome it's very pretty
0: good. cool uh yeah we yeah. played a little bit of that when he was i think like the the jumping coordination wasn't quite on par of where it had to be to enjoy the game uh, yes. So hopefully at this point now, maybe a couple years later, it would be right where it's supposed to be. The, uh, of course, when I'm talking about Sonic 2, I'm talking about the Jim Carrey vehicle uh, of movie uh, which uh, is okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, and it is loud, but uh, I don't want to sound too old. Uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about Jim Carrey as as like Dr. Robotnik. We are here after uh, a long week. We're talking about a different yes. ingredient oh. than uh, pretty ingredient. Knuckles the echidna. Good. That's pretty good. Uh yes, we are here to talk uh about um yeah, like I, question guys, what is your what is everyone's experience with cactus? That's that's what I was I was I was I was wanted to start us off with. Both on I touching, like eating, looking, licking, shaping. Yeah, growing. I feel
2: like I uh, we Yeah. Little they're one. easy to kill uh,
1: in our household. We easy got it to over water. water. Yeah, mm-hmm. we almost froze oh. ours a little bit, but uh, he survived a trip from Chicago to Los Angeles, and now he's thriving. He grows. We give him no water, uh, except for on the first Whoa. of the month. Um, and our little our little cactus named Microman Trout uh, is, has a really prominent place in in the window. But yeah. in terms of eating,
0: I I don't know if I've ever had. Oh. cactus neither in in pear nor, Not nor of, like, um you know uh leaf i guess form
1: i I might have had prickly pear, but hearing Evelyn talk about cactus, say it's like asparagus so I was like, oh. I didn't. I, I had no like sort of frame of reference for that, and that was kind of illuminating huh. to me. Yeah,
2: that's interesting. I, I I've definitely had like nopales as you know, which is the cactus and the type of cactus that they've had. It is quite asparagus-like. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, you have it like you know, it might be at a you know in an omelet at a Mexican restaurant for brunch, or it might be in a in a taco, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I love it. You know.
3: nopales are some of my favorite.
0: Yeah, taco fillings. I think we've had some Nepalis like salads maybe before. Like maybe it's like if it's very vinegary Ooh. also and like some tomatoes. It's like yeah. you know, it, it, I don't know if I've you know a little bit of slime. I feel like sometimes where I've had it. Yeah, uh, not 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 bad bad, but just like you know, yeah. it's 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 uh, it, it can it can tend towards
2: the slimy if it's um, I guess over. Over steamed? I don't know. I, yeah. It seems like it's, it's easy to overcook. Experts on cook.
0: Nepalis all around here. Um, also, I, yeah. I
3: just learned this. I think this is right, <laughs> that dragon fruit is basically a cactus fruit.
0: We saw, yeah. Oh. So we, we bought uh for Mother's Day excursion. We bought a a
3: Pattaya plant, yeah.
0: Um and yeah, it's super cool. We saw it like you. Know, if you ever want to have it, just a good time on your eyeballs. Uh, Google Google what a uh gra- dragon fruit plant looks like uh, growing. It's pretty wild. It's like um Ooh. cactus vine. Yeah, it, it just it just like everything kind of like is like ballooning out from the center, kind of like a uh, and uh, just just pops of color everywhere. Um, I I think for for a prickly pear i uh if you want to eat it as it is you really have to be enjoy enjoying the spitting process as well i think that's kind of a a big part of
2: it it seemed like we we did see them do do some spits on on the show
0: yeah so you you got to. uh and, and once you know it's okay that's fine um so uh yeah i mean let's 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 get into it, though, because uh, basically, you know, uh, our chef testants, after a two-week break where everyone slept and Buddha crammed relevant knowledge into his dome, uh, we're back <laughs> and we received a warm desert welcome in uh, UNESCO's very own favorite food city, or maybe top two American favorite food cities, Tucson. Yeah. And hey. judging, yay! Welcome to Tucson, y'all. Uh, or maybe not y'all. It's nice. It's it's a dry heat. It's a dry yeah, heat yeah. in this episode. It's 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 yeah. So it's it's not the humidity. So you're fine. Uh, um. And uh, so, yeah, basically judging our final four is uh, Carlotta Flores, uh, who's the chef and owner of uh, El Charo Cafe, the longest tenured Mexican restaurant in the U.S. And the uh, potentially, depending on who you're listening to, the inadvertent uh, inventor of the chimichanga. Uh, There is one uh, just slapstick
1: uh, sous chef in this kitchen who dropped a burrito into the
0: fryer. And what do you know? He made art. Yeah i mean it was it's you know i think there is like all food inventions there's a bit of controversy around this one because there's some other people claiming uh that they invented it 20 years later um but uh i think one of the one of the things i like about it is that it's it's either chimichanga comes from like uh like like swearing like chingada like um like you know when dropping in the fryer accidentally or yeah. perhaps like a kind of like a fudged uh version of that as like a nonsense not quite a swear of chimichanga uh which is supposed to be like it's like you know a uh, fluffernutter um as they're dropping in so that's one possible interpretation of that uh, i love all, it somebody's mom <laughs> yes exactly made that <laughs> uh, made that dish um so yeah their 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 challenge is to make a carne seca dish in uh, 30 minutes uh and make it one so tasty that'll make your mouth water thus fully reconstituting the carne and ruining the dish um, so uh, they have to, <laughs> or
1: or making the dish, uh, how you're supposed to. I mean, it seems like they couldn't decide whether carne seca is supposed to be dry and pulverized or whether they like it reconstituted because yeah. that
0: seemed to be how they described it. It's true. It's um, very versatile, I guess. Uh, so yeah. I mean, uh, but th- thoughts quickly. What's your experience either with the chimichangas or the dry meats?
2: Huh. Uh, chimichangas. I, I feel like I, I've had them, but mostly in a like sort of you, you in like a frozen Costco scenario, something like that, where it's like reheated or. or um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I've had like. I had one. A, I'm, I, yeah. Have you, has anybody had a good chimichanga? I
3: don't think I've I ever had, had a chimichanga.
0: I I'm just. Ezra. I had a food. I had a, a blasted food memory. Uh, so, Sarah, do you remember when we were in Malaysia and there was a Mexican place? Um, that we went to in in Kuala Lumpur, yeah. um, that our friend Mike loved. Uh, I think all the burritos there were actually just by default chimichangas. They were well, all then. just deep fried burritos. I suppose I have uh, the chimichanga. You might not have ordered that, but um, but uh, I, I just I, didn't, I don't think they called it that. They called it a burrito, but it was just it was a deep fried burrito. Um, and that's definitely mm-hmm. that was that. Uh, I had one in
1: Chicago the first time I visited Sarah's family. There was like some restaurant that I doubt is still open, but it was like near the Amazon. Complex and was like a kind of upscale Mexican that looked like a restaurant that would be on the Amazon complex in Seattle. Yeah, and I got a chimichanga there, and it tasted really good. Yeah. I mean, it's like you get a nice like big flour tortilla, and it like puffs up and crusts, so it like you, it's like a burrito surrounded by the best fresh. Tortilla chips That's the thing. That's
2: what you want. And that's uh, that's what I'm missing when I like have gotten frozen chimichangas. It's like it's that idea, but now I really want to find a place that does chimichangas because uh it's all good stuff. You put good thing and you fry it, and then you get even better thing. So this is, what's what's this not to love?
0: A, it's a solid, it's really a solid uh food mechanism of like here's here's okay. Look, we got we got good food. We stuff it you know in a in a in a in a carb, and it's a good tube of food. And then let's then fry that. You know that's 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 our that's our egg roll, right? That's our our fried uh, mm-hmm. deep fried. Tiki. It's a giant egg roll, yes, right? Um, that is yes.
2: maybe the best analog there. <laughs> I I really that, like
0: that. That that okay. was actually one of the other um, uh, explanations of, of of maybe it came, came from uh, you know uh, like Chinese immigrants also. It's like more of a crossover food. Uh, that was another interpretation of, of of the the origins of the chimichanga. Okay, but uh-huh. it's
2: like, it's giant compared yes, to an egg no, I, oh, yes. I don't want to, like... <laughs>
0: it's a big one. No I, question. I, uh, uh, uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> okay, sure.
1: Well, speaking of giant food mechanisms, I really <laughs> think we should take another oh, like, yeah. break to talk about the cage they put oh, yes. this meat in. <laughs> Oh, my
2: gosh. It looks like the <laughs> last third of Mad Max up there, <laughs> where it's just, it, it's hanging up there, and it's for all to see, like, this meat, was bad. It, it's now
0: punished. Uh, I thought, yeah, it did feel a little weird. Like the it's like it's it's just it's like hanging out uh, in the heavens, uh, getting getting the sun a little bit faster than everyone else, uh, and uh, drying up real good. Hopefully,
1: they're they're their famous meat cage. Like the they panned up, and I didn't fully hear like what they said the ingredient was. Uh, and I haven't had carne seca before, so I, this is something I learned a lot about carne seca in this episode. But when they panned up to show this dangling cage, yeah. I really had no frame of reference of what they were going to be cooking and why. I, I, I really love it. It was 300 pounds of meat baking in that air, that dry Arizona sun. It's just I,
2: wild to me that the climate is consistent enough that that's like a normal practice. I guess.
0: I mean, I'm 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 not used to the Southwest. Maybe, but
3: maybe there's a carne seca season, and it's just
0: oh, we yeah. happen to be there. Everyone's wearing their hats, and they're like their number one, like carne seca, like foam foam fingers. Oh yeah, no, uh-huh. you just
3: have the carne seca on oh, top of your head.
0: It's just yeah, it's yeah, all day long. You're the solar during panel during carne seca oh. season. <laughs> I, like I thought you said it, during
1: carne seca season they have to have a special hat on because there's going to be drippings all over oh. the streams. Like everyone has their carne seca box out of their windows. Yeah.
0: Personally, I think the drips would evaporate before they ever hit you. I think that's that's how you know it's carne seca just season. just in case, you know, you yeah. wear your hat, <laughs> you're <right>. protected. <laughs> it's a little, it's like your like PPE. Uh, oh, <laughs> overcast uh, oh, for a second, it's like, oh no, it's it's like.
3: Pff. There's a forecast every day for like how likely it is for the <laughs> carne seca <laughs> to drip on you.
0: Yeah, how seca and is how your carne greasy. today? <laughs> Um, <laughs> wow, this, this is good. This is good. <laughs> this, this, um, this is all good stuff. This, uh, strong,
2: uh, strong commentary.
0: So here's what we have from 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 what our our, our people made with with the, these good dry meats uh, that came from the heavens. Um, so we have Evelyn with creamy grits and guajillo uh, carne seca and uh, chayote relish. I think she had uh, had a lot of experience with it, and then I, it sounded like tossed out what she knew making it she was like i hear what my mom says i should do and i'm not going to do that exactly um, yeah mm-hmm. okay well yeah strong path uh she's not listening to the ghost that's,
1: she's listening to her heart mm. well not i don't mean to assume that evelyn's mother is dead uh she's she's <laughs>
0: listening to herself yes she's cooking for her the carne seca was inside you all along um mm-hmm. okay uh we have sarah uh who had carne seca gravy over polenta with soft egg Much better than than I don't know rock hard egg probably Uh, yeah and we got morels and a blackberry salsa Um, this is for me I think a combination that uh, no one is necessarily expecting but uh, is enjoying
1: I'm so baffled by this like this made me think like what is Sarah's culinary style because. It like the longer this has gone on, I feel like I know less about what Sarah's going to cook out. Yeah, like turn out in a challenge because like last week she did pastrami fish, and now she's doing blackberry carne seca mushroom.
2: I I feel like we've seen this before, and I I don't mean to overgeneralize uh, the U.S. regionally. But we have seen from, you know, for instance, um, you know, folks from Colorado, folks from the upper Midwest, like sort of the, the middle of the country, like they have a lot of influences, but like there's not there's not such a requirement that everything be like mm-hmm. authentic all the time. And there's a lot more, you know, kind of play around, like just make something fun or, or throw some stuff together uh, energy that we've yeah. seen. I'm thinking of like Fancy Toast Sarah
1: um 100% like you saying that makes me think like i think carrie or sorry carrie is fancy toast carrie is the the closest comparison not in terms of like performance but like kind of culinary style to sarah of just sort of like cooking what makes her feel good yeah. as opposed to like mm. a stylistic yeah and, and
2: you got new flavors here i mean uh chef flores was saying that like she wanted her staff to taste this and, and and like try this this is a completely new and different way to use this ingredient and you know definitely got some strong props for that
1: it looks tasty too. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And,
3: and props to Sarah. I don't think this one was in her repertoire, and it's fun to no. see her cook something she's <laughs> no. never <Yeah>. cooked before.
0: And that's <laughs> maybe that's that good. Um, that good uh, last chance kitchen train coming out, where it's just like, okay, what are the things I know? It's like, okay, well, I, I know it. Like morels, just I like them; they're great. Uh, and yeah. I know blackberries make sense. And, and so I think if you like, kind of understand like that a little bit, um, then. That, then you can kind of like start, like you get in the right area as you, as you, mm-hmm, mess around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and it has seemed, I don't know, at least in this challenge, I think she did pretty well in the quick fire. Tra- Was there another quick fire challenge she did? I don't know. It just seems like she's better at reacting in the moment as opposed to like planning out because she has overthought things a little bit in the bigger well, challenges. You say
2: that, but I'm very intrigued to talk about that, that assumption about Sarah he yeah. You read well, this challenge. Because, yeah. Let's
0: mm-hmm. let's finish up the, our, our, our bottoms. Yeah. And then, so we, so Damar, um, you know, had a, a grilled avocado with carne seco vinaigrette, uh, fried tortillas, and grilled corn. And right when we saw that, I think Caleb was like, wait, what? Because he's not a big avocado fan, and the grilling didn't make sense to him, and it didn't make sense uh, to the judges either. <laughs> you um, grilled avocado is a thing. It's a I thing.
3: Mean, I stand by my no warm avocado in my life. I love avocado. It's my favorite food, but I can't... War- warm avocado? I can't.
0: Yeah.
1: Huh. I don't... It's... I don't know. I could maybe say... Maybe if you, like, gussy it up a little bit so it, like, gets a nice char, because I don't want, like, the whole thing warm, but I like the idea of a soft avocado with, like, hard texture on it. Yeah. But I don't yeah. want it to be, like, molten well, all the way with, through. I definitely don't want that.
0: just an unpeeled avocado, right? I, I'm... I'm trying to get there for you guys, but I I'm kind of on on team no hot avocados. <laughs> no one's like my favorite avocado is the hot avocado. That's uh that that burns like, the mouth. Like you know when
3: you accidentally put your Mexican food leftovers in the microwave, but you like left a piece of avocado
1: on it? It's terrible. I never do that. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I, I, I get ahead of time. Yeah.
2: yeah, I don't know what <laughs> leftover Mexican food is. Never happened. <laughs> what is what are the what is phrase? <laughs> um, <laughs> finally, uh, Buddha
0: had an upside-down tostada with carne seca, uh, guajillo, uh, chipotle queso, and he fails to fry the his tostada uh, the right side uh, multiple times. Um, and so those are the bottoms. But our winner, Sarah, for realizing that uh, no matter what state you're in, morels are still magic. Uh, and so she gets... Uh, Perhaps an extra half an hour to for her doom or success, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll put that there for a second. Um. I'm surprised
1: that Buddha's like this too, because like he's doing an upside down tostada is just like so. You just cover your pretty stuff, and then the moment they like start eating it, there's no like aesthetics. <sighs> like it, it uh, he put so much work into it and layering it, and then put this tortilla on top, and then they like crunch into it, and then it's just. A thing you eat. Okay,
2: I hear you. And I'm going to give a generous, I don't know, uh, read to Buddha's Mm -hmm. dish here and say, think about a seven-layer dip. The problem with the tostada is that you're cutting down into, or if you're not eating it with your hand and mouth, which for a properly sized tostada, you probably should be. But this way, your fork goes into the crispy thing and you make sure you have the crispy thing and you're sort of scooping up. And I'm gesturing because this is a podcast, of course. But you're scooping up everything in a nice, like sort of way and you're you're like getting that crispiness on top which is it can be pleasurable Oh,
1: it, I don't know though because like if you have like a tostada that's like layered very well you just poke in the middle crack the entire thing and you should ideally have like some bite-sized scoops that you lift up from the bottom we're all, for the listeners
0: at home, we're all, Everyone, we're we're all, all trying like to figure out with our hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: we're so doing sign language from no,
2: Tostada. Tostada, tostada. Yeah. it's a hand Tostadas up. are not broken. <laughs> they don't need to be upside down. It's just, I, I feel like it's a different, uh, Tostadas, a different listen eating up here. experience with You're the crispy on top. You're fine just the
0: way top. you
1: are. Um, you know. No, I think you break a tostada. Listen, this is this is a philosophical debate. Like, I think a tostada, you take a fork, you poke it in the center, and it shatters, so that you have like some easy to eat like little pizza slices of tostada that you can pick up I, and eat with everything on so it. Still. I think
0: this is what we're getting to is why release is so important to get the fry right. I guess because so yeah. I, if you if you think I'm, I'm you know building the track as I go here, but if you think about the kinds of foods you eat where the crispy thing is on top it's like chicken pot pie or like i guess non-chicken pot regular pie um it's like it's the it's a thing that has a good flake and it's like much more like small pieces that really like i think puff and shatter if you kind of get like one mass of crispy on the top if you push down it's not really gonna break the way you want it's gonna flake up and it's kind of just gonna squish down the other things you have, and it's really not gonna separate in the way you're hoping yeah. for. So I think it's like you know, fundamentally you can have a little more of a, a firm, crispy base when it's on the bottom, but when it's on the top, it's gotta to be like, you know, a little bit more of a poof. Soft. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's 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 the read. Uh before we move on, everyone, is there anything that we should be chimichanga-fying next that we have not?
2: Oh gosh. It's so avocados. Hard to know. avocados. avocados. Just Fried. kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Uh, You you say that, but, like, if you did, like, a wheat tortilla and wrapped it around, like, maybe not a whole avocado, but maybe, like, a quarter, like, smushed inside so that the avocado still stays cold, but then the tortilla on the outside gets really fried. The cold stays cold. The hot stays hot.
3: Yeah, I would eat that. Like, a cold... Normal avocado. Like frozen avocado. Yeah. Well, no, not frozen. <laughs> Maybe if you start but with it's frozen it, when you put yeah, it in. And okay. Then, yeah, it okay. So then it comes to perfect room temperature avocado I, with crispy mm-hmm. shell. Yeah. I
1: wait. like this actually. I don't know if this is
0: physically no, possible. I'm, uh, I, I'm just inventing the science. Why not? Yeah. Uh, someone I'm else will work on the math. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like this because fundamentally <laughs> I've found most veggie wraps very disappointing. Like especially if they have like a a, a drier uh, tortilla like you know outside. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. like very yeah, room temp you know, like
2: tortilla this. is nightmare it, nightmare fuel. It right. just turns into so, glue in your mouth and like why? Why are you mm-hmm. doing it? Yeah So
0: yeah, let's start frying more of the tubes that I'm oh yeah. Okay. okay. I should Sarah, say Sarah,
2: Sarah 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 nearly silently for our radio public, uh, just like, said I love, I love it. it.
3: I love room temperature white flour tortillas Ooh. with wow. room temperature butter on them.
0: Arguably cold butter, I think it's probably... No, because it has to spread. It, to it can't spread. be melted J- butter. Just, barely. just yeah. room temperature I've, butter. I've ruined many of, of Sarah's uh, perfect make it right. snack uh, yeah. by forming <laughs> the tortilla to a, an edible temperature, and she's like, no, 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 no I'll keep it cold. <laughs> Why is this so hot? <laughs> Ow! Ow! <laughs> It's not oh, not my favorite. No. Um, oh no. He's like
3: he's like politically against the way that I eat it and just will not make it for there's me a lot of foods. the way that I want it. I'm so. getting a
0: little lightheaded right now, but there's a lot of foods that Sarah <laughs> likes um, at temperatures that I think fundamentally should not be ingested. <laughs> but this is like kind like of hot or like what are we talking
2: about? <laughs> Sorry. My fave.
1: <laughs> or raw chicken. Just <laughs> yeah. like some chicken. It's very reasonable.
3: Tartar. Oh, cold yeah. pizza. Cold, no- like, leftover noodles. Like, Delicious. Okay. Where, like, the noodles I are still, you.
0: like, you know, one solidified mass. You know, like, I think that.
3: All eh. I ask is no hot avocado. It's really <laughs> very reasonable.
0: And anything that could possibly warm an avocado if it's near it. It's all. I can't take that risk, people. Um, yeah. Okay. Good. Good stuff. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Top chef. Here we Top go. Chef, we're back to it. Uh, okay, so we're <laughs> leaving our... This is that, why we're all chefs. <laughs> we're leaving, <laughs> we're leaving that, that food cart in the sky, and we're going on to our elimination challenge. Uh, so this is, um, yeah, the Star Pass JW Marriott Resort and Spa. Um, Chris, that was your that was your clock on it. I, I wasn't actually paying attention for yeah, this Yeah,
2: no, I mean, they, they did highlight the JW Marriott Resort and Spa, which is, I assume is where... You know, the the cooking took place. They weren't like, welcome to... Uh, they didn't, you know, say it aloud, but it it was in the sign. And, I, you know, it, it makes sense that they didn't highlight a local restaurant otherwise.
0: Yeah. Um, well, maybe yeah, it's I, one of UNESCO's favorite places to eat.
1: Place. I mean, UNESCO's favorite
0: massage <laughs> in the United States. A massage heritage, like, uh, that would be great. Where it's like, you know, the traditional traditional foods used in the massages, I guess, maybe Mm -hmm. Uh, essential, essential, essential oils. Um, So this challenge for our chefs, uh, you know, make a dish highlighting cactus and chiltepine uh, harvested from Mission Garden. Each chef needs to make two dishes, one sweet, one savory and feature cactus in one and chiltepine in the other. They have three hours and Sarah gets an extra 30 for winning the quickfire. Maybe good, maybe bad. We will see. And shopping, uh, you know, just 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 pick what you want. It's all it's all free, man. Just 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 grab just grab loads. Yeah, whatever you can pick. Yeah. And carry out of there. Yeah. Whatever you can take from this heritage garden. It's a semifinal baby. <laughs> um yeah, so um and, and, and I I really enjoyed oh, I was uh Jesus Flores. Um yes. uh, just taking everyone around at the mission garden. Um, I, I and Maria from last season. Hey, yes,
1: uh, that's right. I forgot yeah, mm-hmm. Maria.
0: and and I uh, Sarah definitely had to jog my memory, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I do remember like liking spending time with her uh, last time around. Man, last oh, season had such mm-hmm. memorable chefs. I feel like I
2: saw Maria again, and my heart was just like, "Oh, this is great." Mm-hmm. Where's Maria been? You can
1: see almost. We almost also, anywhere. Maria is like one of the most emotionally affecting uh, chef deaths of. Recent years, because yeah. she had the whole elimination where Jamie wanted to go. She's like, "No, no, this is my time. You do this." Yeah, and like it was, it was like the I think the perfect example of how good a friend everybody on last season became. Mm-hmm.
0: That was yeah, that was really solid. I I forgot about that moment that seared in. That was good. Yeah, it was good. I mean, that was and, on um, par
2: with with Nelson in the challenge a few seasons back. You know, mm-hmm. sorry. Okay.
0: Wait, I don't remember any of this now.
2: No, uh, it, MTV's the channel.
0: Oh, the Real World Road Rules channel. Oh, yes, yes, yes. that's why I you don't like remember it. Oh, thank it's you. Okay, it was. The I really bra.
1: thought. Yeah, okay, no, it's, Chef it's Nelson. Chef yeah. Nelson. <laughs> no. Was there a Chef Nelson? Uh, there probably I there has been. been. No. They, I think every name has been a chef on okay, Top Chef, if not multiples. Uh, um, there has Chef Rob.
2: Yeah, no Nelson. He was uh, in the DC season. No, was he DC? Uh, which one? Uh, do, 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 do. He's from DC. And he's uh, Dominican. And oh, he was on 18. He just, he was like halfway through. Um, yeah,
0: I remember we him. He really just had, okay, we just had Nelson. Sorry, yeah, Nelson. Yeah, we just had a Nelson. I totally remember Nelson. <laughs> okay, so, uh, you know, everyone's enjoying, uh, you know, their, their garden tour. And uh, Sarah basically, you know, uses her extra time to, to to really try to get deep in the ingredients and just basically screw around in a really chefy way. Um, yeah. Which, oh, yeah, she just like made friends with that ice cream machine. Well, <laughs> well yes. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she she was like it's like hey are we gonna be and then she dumps you know all of her base on herself and she's like you know what no matter what i'm gonna use something else uh even if it's a bad idea also and yeah. uh and and we'll see if that becomes and bites her what would you guys do uh what would everyone do with an extra half hour for a challenge how would you have to deal with it
1: brunch brunch i'd i'd just treat myself to a nice little poach some eggs get some <laughs> nice crusty bread just self-care. Mm. Knowing Top Chef, I'd be like, I'm not going to take this bait. You give me extra time. This is a trap. Take a little I'm nap. Just, yeah, I would definitely take yeah, a little
0: nap. 100%. A little nap, a little coffee. Nappuccino? Yeah. Think none and put myself into the headspace of survival. Oh, yeah. Actually, I like the like the, like the the sort of like before, like, you know, you know, the noise-canceling headphones, right? You know, the eye mask, right? And you're just sort of like, you know, you're just kind of really just in the zone, just waiting for that, waiting to strike. Um, Either that or like use the sort of like nailed it approach of use my 30 minutes
1: to annoy everybody else while they're trying to think <laughs> and prepare yeah. I'd like be as aggressive as possible oh, so A defensive 30 be able minutes that time. I like that mm-hmm. Yeah, that feels
2: like a non-Top yeah. Chef way to do it, but, yeah. but
3: that's, yeah That's the other show, remember Top Chef Desserts? I feel like that would have happened on
1: that show Oh, those oh,
0: people yeah. were not the best people A different breed Different yeah, breed, yeah. that's true a
1: diff- Dessert people? Different kind <laughs> Um, The type of person that goes to a dessert restaurant after a movie or a date, different type.
0: um, Yeah. Have you ever been to just dessert restaurants, like where one would go on a night out? No. No. (sighs) I've seen them.
2: Sort of. I mean, sort of, right? So uh, actually, Top Chef, uh, Master, and uh, sometimes guest, Elizabeth Faulkner, had a restaurant in San Francisco called Citizen Cake um that was like two-thirds dessert one-third salad and <laughs> they Were there really any good deser- salads but, dessert salads uh, any dessert salads yeah, at all I, no no they really really good desserts um okay. she, her desserts are awesome um but yeah I, that was the closest i've been to like a dessert only place Still had to get something afterwards. you
0: know. Chris, we actually went with friends of yours, uh, John and Michelle, uh, to uh, a dessert place called Candy Bar in the city, in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Because um, I think we had a Groupon, and it was a lot of dessert, and very good. And they also played some <laughs> board games, and we were like, well, this is good. I don't know if... I can't imagine the kind of life I could have where I would crave going here like on like a weekly basis. I think it would <laughs> probably kill me. Uh, sure. But, yeah, it's a, a, a treat place. Um, okay. Buddha makes Mission Garden Tom Yum soup with turnip-wrapped dumplings. Uh, and everyone's favorite kind of noodle? Squid. Uh, and also prawns. Mmm. You know, y'all
2: have... the the degree to which K-Kish vibed with this dish, it was just like, oh, wait, this is a, this is how Kristen Kish cooks. You know, like, it's very beautiful, very mm-hmm. refined, a little restrained. Like, you know, she was just like...
1: But also very savvy. That yes. That's the thing that impressed me so much about this Tom Yum is he said, like, all right, Tom Yum is a great delivery. Yeah, it's a vehicle medium. Yeah. yeah, it's a vehicle for chili. So just take the Thai chili you put, would put in Tom Yum and replace it with chili mm-hmm. It genius. This is like the Top Chef fan in Buddha showing.
0: Yes, this is by far the highest. I, like, like I think we've had people before who said like, "Oh yeah, I'm a fan of watch all the episodes." I feel like this is the 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 smartest Top Chef fan who has gone the furthest. I feel like this is like where it's actually like really worked out in his favor. As far as I've seen, if you can do another example of like where knowing what's coming, like has really helped them survive, like the survive the game. uh, I'd love to hear it.
1: I, I can't think of anyone. I think this might even be the first time someone who's a good enough chef to win top chef has also dedicated themselves to learning the game of top chef. Lots of people like learn different things and they, they know the rules of, like, oh, I know, I heard I shouldn't make risotto or make sure you have a dessert in your make pocket. Make sure your birthday's in Buddha, Buddha actually, day. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Buddha might have done that. Buddha, <laughs> Buddha might have like changed his birth certificate so that his birthday was on a due date. <laughs> um, but I, I think he has the highest top chef IQ of anyone who's come in it's- with
0: like the chef IQ. That you also need. It's really impressive, and I feel like it's really serving serving him well. Um, and, and and yeah, like I, the execution's been really really great down the line. Um, on On the on the sweet mm-hmm. side, uh, cactus with cream, uh, cactus cake, and cactus uh, seed ice cream, and prickly pear snow. Um, I, usually, whenever I hear that they've someone's found a way to incorporate the ingredient multiple times in the same dish, uh, I feel like that's usually a good sign on the whole. Um, Yeah. Like you're folding in the cactus on cactus. As
1: as Tom said, he he gave like a note that has I've never realized, but made me understand like food I've had even better is that when you freeze something so cold, it loses all the flavor. Yeah. So, because of like how he made this prickly pear snow, I thought that was like a really, really helpful piece of like cooking feedback uh, that I learned as like a diner that like if you get something that has all this like liquid
0: nitrogen and it is super cold, it's not going to taste like the ingredients. So yeah. he should have put it in a burrito, deep fried it afterwards and then mm-hmm. delicious.
1: Yeah, make a he should have made the exact same thing but wrapped it up in a crepe and
0: toss it in the deep fryer. Oh, a crepe chimichanga, I would actually very much be in, in, curious about seeing how that would go down. Uh, well, like if you did like or you go to one of those places where you, they do the crepe
1: in front of you and fill it with Nutella, but then like after they fill it and make the little pocket, toss it, fry it. Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe 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 like blast freezer first, I guess, so it doesn't like just the juice all over the place, and then and then then batter, d- dunk it in a batter, tempura it, deep fry it, uh, <laughs> stick a candle in it. It's someone's birthday. Um, yeah, okay, going down the line. Uh, Damar uh, on the savory side, pork shoulder glaze and chiltepine barbecue sauce. Uh, is with chiltepín grilled nopales and uh, red bean puree because he broke his beans. Um, and then had to kind of scramble a little bit. Um, and on the sweet side, uh, prickly pear cake glazed with prickly pear, uh, topped with buttermilk cheese, saguaro and frozen mango. Saguaro, is that the, that's like the arm cactus? Yeah, that's, that's the taco time cactus. If (laughs) if that
2: makes sense. No, it's the classic like arms, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The one that you would put a sombrero on and like, you say like, yes, that cactus is wearing it well kind of thing. You know, like on the top. The cactus head? No? Absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I I wish Damar had a better day in the kitchen. This this is when the, the episode... The hankies were put on hand uh, when Damar was putting together his beans because it just... It, it did not come together. He had a good idea and they seemed to like the dish a good bit. Like, uh, Jesus... Uh, he made me... Th- rem- reminded me of carne uh just the mission garden version of carne where like he was just so charmed and impressed by everyone just like taking these ingredients and making a barbecue sauce like and just making it barbecue yeah. but with prickly pear and chilchipine.
0: Yeah, I I I really liked really liked all the interactions. I know I I I, I think I maybe mean, when we got to um to Sarah I think like with the way she was using the ingredients I think like she I think he was I I think noticing that she felt i think he was the gardener and him was recognizing the gardener and her i think was one of the things that came out was like oh the yeah. way you're treating the ingredients um that well
2: was, and then she saw the grapes and took
0: advantage of the grapes, even right, though they yeah. weren't in the challenge you know yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so 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 sarah um mm-hmm. made uh lamb with chilton vinaigrette uh grape salad smoked yogurt uh i think right away when 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 lamb came up uh uh this sarah over here not the biggest lamb fan
3: Yeah, it's like pretty much the one thing that I reliably do not eat.
0: Yeah, I just and it's the it's the gaminess, right? Yeah, yeah, gamey. And and so you got you got like an extra extra thing of overlap with uh, with Kristen. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, that made me feel good.
0: (laughs) Um, I I I think of you two as
1: kind of like overlapping circles in my mind. Oh yeah, it's cool, stylish,
0: powerful. Yeah, um, you know, came back from Last Chance Kitchen. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, basically, you know, like well, there's overlap with you and, and Kristen, or like very strong, is what we're saying. Like uh, in many ways, right? Uh, and and just the lamb is one more, one more bit of evidence of that.
3: Yes, sorry, I got distracted by Caleb talking about
0: Sonic. Sonic. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what's what's going on? What's going on? In Sonic Two. Oh
3: well, they said a curse word in the movie, and he was letting me know. <gasps>
0: oh man, which one? Well, wow.
3: the S O N O F a is what he said
0: with stuff after that or do they just stop it after that i think they stopped it okay so he knows some of it he doesn't know all of it yet he hasn't solved that word
3: yes and yes kristen (laughs) and me we go way back we hate lamb together (laughs)
0: it's great you're also getting distracted by (laughs) she's also getting distracted right now by curse words in sonic 2 yeah um and uh then yeah uh so sarah's uh sweet was a cactus tart saguaro flower ice cream cactus caramel uh and you know again the 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 ice cream the ice cream just did, not, did work. not work the ice
1: cream turned into a gloopy mess but it kind of still looks tasty yeah. like i, I like this like they just said it was
0: yeah messy yeah it got some gloops a little extra gloops than they wanted um yeah which is and we don't know i, I think when she explained it she was like yeah i just got flustered basically cuz she she used mm-hmm. liquid nitrogen and somehow did not get it cold enough um which was kind of a surprise
2: yeah, yeah. But it, had, that because be Buddha gave so her the advice. So. See, uh, on on the show, because mm-hmm. uh, you know they, they don't show us the specific timing about when she made the ice cream. It's you're also in Tucson yep. in the heat, so that could have melted. Also, they didn't show really how much she used, or you know the, the consistency of it when she plated it. It seemed like it was gloopy the entire time we saw it. Um, mm-hmm. so, at so at least that's I, never I don't remember with... seeing it plated and being like super solid. So she was being told by Buddha, I think. Oh, how do I use this? And he's like, "You just pour it in. It's it's really not hard. You just kind uh, of use your eyes." And it, she might have been timid with how much liquid nitrogen she was pouring in there. Um, yeah, is that right? Am I? Am I? Does that, that sound? No, th- that, that sounds daily?
0: super believable for me. That that that. that and I think yes, Buddha I like was this. Like this being approach. a little cavalier. Okay. I think like Buddha said, "You just figure it out and trust." the The, the last last of our four four horsemen of the the pre apocalypse is. Uh, we got Evelyn with uh, you know a Napoletano, which now that I'm thinking about it is kind of another you know like maybe a uh, a cousin to the chimichanga, I guess. Uh, you know we got another, you got stuffed and fried, uh, you got shrimp puree in there, you got pal, you got marigold, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I don't know if it tastes good, but I do know it's not poisonous, which is a good start for any food.
2: Right, that nasturtium. You know, I'm not that's, saying that's yeah. the only edible flowers. So just nasturtium is a is those a are those are definitely sort one. of don't yeah
0: yeah. Uh, I don't know. Has anyone ever eaten a good flour and been like, yes, I'm glad I ate this flour?
2: Uh, I've had like fried squash blossoms, I think. That's, I mean, that's good, but mostly, again, it's like a vehicle for texture. Um,
1: if her, uh, like short rib curry wasn't like the signature embodiment of like her cooking, I think this could be it because of the way it blends like a shrimp puree of sort of like Thai Asian influence cuisine with the experiment of a Nopal relleno. Like that, that seems like the perfect blend of her Mexican cooking techniques and also like her skills with Thai ingredients and instincts. Yes,
0: you're right. It's worth, it's worth actually spending a good minute on that Uh, aside from the fact that it just, it has an edible flower. That's, that looked pretty delicious to me. Um, and, um, yeah, man, I, I, it's, it's cool it's like I, and i think that to, i think the people it looked like the, you know we, i don't know if we talked about the diners but basically you know uh in addition to kristen gale padma tom uh carlotta uh, you know we had uh maria uh, jesus uh and uh a couple of uh local uh 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 don guerrera from um barrio bread and uh renee andrade uh from uh bocanora and it seemed like everyone just like Really loved what she was doing, uh, which is pretty cool to, I don't know, to, to have her cook on her food and really seeing it resonate with people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it was great. It looked it looked really good. And this seemed like the type of dish, like seeing her cook and everybody talk about uh, kind of cactus as an ingredient. This made me regret never having Nepalese tacos or any type of cactus dish. Uh, so far in my life. and maybe me want to go get some, get some Nepalis from the grocery store this weekend. Yeah, will, will you?
0: No. Okay. No, 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 no. I don't want to learn how to cook something. Uh, right, stick to recipes I already know. I will <laughs> say, I think like Nepalis uh, on the menu is usually a good sign for me for any place that I'm going where it's like, that's usually like, if, if they're serving it, that means they're probably doing a lot of things well. Um, so like not, not all uh, Mexican places that I go to will have it on the menu. Mm. And so when it's there, that's usually a good sign for me. And after all that, Evelyn won uh, with this fantastic, <laughs> fantastic uh, Um And, and um, like what you guys think? Deserved? Made sense from the edit and everything?
2: Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I think, you know, when watching it, I feared that her dessert was the least refined in terms of sort of structure because it was just sort of a bowl of stuff in the way chef desserts are sometimes a bowl of stuff. But them praising the color, and uh, multiple judges at a uh, judge's table saying it was their favorite of the desserts. I was like, oh, okay. Then she wins because that uh, the nopales that she did was was just stunning as well. So the spirit of her grandma yeah. was with her, and that was great.
1: If it tasted as good as they said, like I had to defer to it. Yeah. It was one that like yeah. looked, in, it looked very pretty, but not like a dessert that I was like, I've got to order that. If I saw that go to another table, I'd be like,
0: I'm glad they ordered that. I'd like the cake. <laughs> uh, and and this is sort of where we're entering kinky, uh, Hanky uh, territory right now. So, um, yeah, going into it, was there? did you have inklings uh, of who, who was going to go?
3: Yeah, I kind of did. I thought maybe it could have been Sarah up until I guess she was on the top just because of the ice cream fiasco. Mm-hmm. But when it was between Buddha and Damar... I think it just had to have been Damar, even though I really, you know, didn't want it to be, I didn't want it to be any of them, obviously. Um, it,
1: it was the one place, and like we, I, I feel like I bring this up a lot, but it's like, what is the bigger thing? A cooking mistake or a creative mistake? And Damar, like, did not cook his beans as well. Um, the thing that I thought was going to get Sarah was the fact that I don't think she featured chiltepine in anything like every, uh, both of her, like I thought the dish was supposed to be one thing features chiltepine and one features cactus mm. and both of her seem
0: to be like cactus centric dishes. So the, the lamb had a chiltepine vinaigrette. I don't know how strong it was. And I guess in it, um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, I think it's tough when you don't have the cooking
3: I think they did make a comment that it didn't. It did, could have it, been. The lamb was so delicious, and they loved that dish, but it wasn't super mm-hmm. chiltepine, chiltepine forward. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah. It feels like that's the that's the next level, right? Where if everyone, if no one has any cooking errors, errors basically, then it goes to like you know, didn't mm-hmm. who followed the brief better. Um, yeah, uh, that, that's the that's the next step of it.
3: But also with Demar, yeah. I think they made the comment that his savory dish just kind of didn't come together it was kind of mm-hmm. you know not a unified yeah.
1: dish and it was a lot of separate things yeah and that mm. was
0: i think part of, partly from the the pivot basically he felt like he had to add stuff in once he his beans broke and he had to puree them he was like he felt like he was like on a pretty good pivot on the whole um just like you could see some of the seams and him trying to, to to keep it all together
2: yeah. And we've we've seen that from Damar in the in the past too. I would say, you know, just going in, if you were before this episode kind of quizzing uh quizzing me about, okay, you know, you got Damar, Buddha, Sarah, and Evelyn left. Who's the most likely to be inconsistent or to, you know, make mistakes or or to just sort of have a wheel fall off that wagon? And and I thought it would be Damar as much as I really like him and I really like his food, um Yeah. You know, it just seemed like we've seen Enough inconsistency from him that it seemed he was just the most likely one to kind of be a little wobbly.
1: Yeah, and he he peaked early. He was just like not like rounding into form at the end. He sort of like he, he when he had to keep going down for like new things to cook, he sort of like was coming up a little dry. Mm-hmm. It, that's what it felt like. He was still cooking good dishes. I really wanted to try this barbecue pork. Like I really like the idea of like southern food just with Signoran mission garden ingredients. Seems like a really cool thing to eat. Yeah. But if like there wasn't that sort of like recipe testing sort of polished so that all the things sort of work together. And like they're not testing that much, but that that's the the top chef skill they have to have is the ability to make a balanced, composed dish on the fly and he just didn't have that sort of synthesis in in this one
2: yeah but uh i guess as to your question about how many hankies i'd, I'd say three out of five you know i i really liked him but sort of like you know it's your time my son
0: you know i i i, I that doesn't found, seem wrong i mean like it's it's such a stacked uh i guess just everyone who's left everyone who's come before like it's all really really good uh and so i i mean i i think i'm usually thinking have you done enough to to you know to quit yourself well and that someone want to support you you know afterwards and i think he's absolutely done that and so uh, you know nothing nothing to feel bad about on that side absolutely Um, yeah and uh, we got a really good final on their hands before we go into that though i think it might be time for the mailbag. Play, might it? I don't know. I'm might, trying to play might, the thing. Might it just,
2: if the button clicks, <laughs> if the button
0: clicks, I, why is this not going? Where is it? I don't know. It's just like
2: <laughs> it's a Top Chef miracle. Everyone, we can do the mailbag without the song. <laughs>
0: no, I I was looking forward to this so much. <laughs> I'm gonna ding. I'm gonna I'm gonna ding. Well, maybe Alex will find a way to put this in afterwards. Hopefully, under. Uh, uh, um, but, Chris, somehow somehow the, the, yeah. the, the gods have smiled upon you and you get no dings. <laughs> Absolutely. But we did uh, have
2: some great mailbag contributions. And in Megan's take us absence, away. I am happy to read them. Uh, from Jane, can't wait to hear the panel's excitement over the bowl in a bowl of ice, uh, which I believe is a reference to uh, Buddha's
0: dessert or...
2: Maybe that was just a, a
0: punking of us. I, um, I
2: remember
0: I remember the original bowl and a bowl of ice. I really don't remember I'm, any bowl. Yeah. I'm,
3: I missed a bowl of ice in Jane, this episode.
0: Jane,
2: you stumped us, and I don't know. Uh, Man. Maybe we were watching Well, it's just stuff. talking
1: about the... Um, uh, this is referencing...
0: Uh, the... Oh gosh! Oh. The ceviche on the golf course. Okay, yes. No, so it yeah, is there.
1: It's, it's the
2: ceviche on oh. the golf course. Of
0: that okay, guy. no, I actually, I totally see it. I totally see yeah, it. Yeah, if you Buddhist look at Buddha's dessert. dish, but
2: it's it is Buddhist, sitting it's in a bowl. But it's Buddha's sweet dish, where it yeah. is it is a bowl in a bowl. But it there was totally go. uncommented on, and it was really it was the ice cream itself that was too cold. It, it might have been the, the actually, ice I
0: guess, yeah, it kept it, it <gasps> all kept it so cold. This wait, is the bowl of ice failure. Oh no, bowls of ice are not only good things. Well, bowls of ice, if they're
1: just decorative, it's not contributing. Like it's not like you need that dessert in a ice frozen cold bowl. Yeah, because uh-huh. it's already it's not like he that. was serving some like fresh fish. But in it, it this might have it might have helped dessert. it stay cold. That was too cold. You I mean,
0: I, I, I do
3: love the way it looks. It's yeah. beautiful.
0: I maybe here's here's the thing. This is really now I realize it wasn't a cooking issue for for Sarah and Buddha, which is a plating issue, right? So she should have put hers on the bowl of ice. He should not have uh, And then, yeah. and so it's, it's a, it's just a bowl problem. It's not a cook problem. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Well, I, Jane
2: continues. Uh, she's boned about the elimination. Would have really liked to see the chef, uh, Damar in, in the finale, as would we wish it was a four, four chef finale, at least, uh, for me personally. Um, Jane says that I'm a little late to the overseas conversation, but do we consider Hawaii overseas, even though it's part of the U S Puerto Rico or Guam? Cause, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I would not consider them overseas, but maybe that's just me. Um, I'm speculating they might go with a territory because U.S. citizens and permanent residents don't need special visas to work in territories. With all the other variables of filming off the continental of U.S., I feel like that would be a safe way to trial an overseas production. That is clever.
1: From a yeah, perspective I, Jane.
3: I, I don't think it would be Hawaii. That doesn't feel like overseas yeah. to me. But yeah. I could...
1: And they've also been to hawaii before yes mm. they do maybe finale. twice yeah that that w- yeah so that that would be the one thing with the the only clue that i've heard secondhand from alex that they had said that it's someplace they haven't been before mm-hmm.
3: but yeah i mm-hmm. could see it i could see a puerto rico
1: yeah I think but we've would...
2: done puerto rico before
1: oh no oh,
3: well then hmm probably not i not.
1: the more I've thought about it i I think Sydney is probably where they're going to go in terms of like a place that has a food scene lots of American chefs have restaurants in Australia um and I also think that they probably have the sort of production capabilities since there's so many like so much like TV and movie production based in Australia mm. so I, I I think that is the, where I'm
0: willing to put my my, my money. Alright, I'll, I'll go New Zealand then, but it's all in like the Weta digital workshop. So, it's just like, anytime anytime they're cooking, there'll just be hordes of orcs right behind them.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, want, I want them to do a season in the, like, uh, Mandalorian, like, surround yeah. screen, where they just, every episode is in a different, like, Star Wars planet. That's, yeah. They ha- actually have to make good-looking food, because all the food on Star Wars looks like Shit. oh actually it that's a really good idea yeah
0: if you do like a disney tie-in type thing where it's like like yeah this is like you know top chef galaxy's edge uh you know we're, we're uh we're, we're out here and I, I feel like that's have they ever faked another like like a like a, a sci-fi property type thing like that where it's um another planet i mean the, when they had to cook around dinosaurs stomping around know, yeah that's uh, so I guess they're open to it, is what you're, what you're telling me. So, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a so I, I'm saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Uh, Chris, yeah. what else you got?
2: Yeah, so uh, Ren for, for wrote the, in and said that was man, a well-deserved elimination round win for Evelyn. Uh, my partner and I also continue to be impressed by Sarah's cooking. I wonder if Kish sees any of the similar, similarities Chris, we lost s- you. Oh, no. You lost me? Dang it.
0: Okay, so that's over. Poor Alex. 54. <sighs>
1: what
3: this is happened what you get, to Alex. Caster? I
1: don't know. Just I
0: don't kidding. Know. I hope you're having a great <laughs> hey. time. Enjoy this trip.
2: Yeah, enjoy the editing, buddy. Uh, where did you lose me? Was I uh we got Did I start the...
0: Yes, start Ren. Yes, yeah, start. Ren's okay, thing.
2: so I'll just start over with Ren. Uh, Ren wrote in and said, "This is a well-deserved elimination round win for Evelyn. My partner and I also continue to be impressed by Sarah's cooking. I wonder if Kristen Kish sees any of the similarities between Sarah and Semar or Smar that we've all seen. Uh, and I definitely voted for the eliminated chef, uh, Damar, for fan favorite following Alex's logic." Finally, I have no idea how Buddha had enough time to pull off the plating for his Tommy um, on. It looked sorry, amazing. Sorry, Chris,
0: one second. Um, it's not having you recording, buddy. So I think we have to uh, refresh you or something. Start a new one. God damn finish. it. Can you hear like, me? You're not, you're, I can hear you, yeah, but it's like... We can't
1: hear you. The, but the waves aren't going you on. Got no, right. You got no Dang waves. Dang it. No. Okay. Um, All right. Let me try refreshing I, again.
0: Yeah, just try one more time, and otherwise we'll um, we'll. Recording
2: in progress.
0: All right, participant is having a problem. Participant failed with type error. Cannot read properties: undefined. But I'm getting the waves. Yeah, I'm getting waves. Getting the waves though. Okay. Yeah, we're
2: getting
1: wavies.
0: Let's trust. Okay, so go, go, go back to the top of Ren.
2: All right. Ren wrote in and saying, that was a well-deserved elimination round win for Evelyn. My partner and I also continue to be impressed by Sarah's cooking. I wonder if Kristen Kish sees any of the similarities between Sarah and Smar that we've all seen. And I definitely voted for the eliminated chef for fan favorite following Alex's logic. Finally, I have no idea how Buddha had enough time to pull off the plating for his Tom Yum. It looked amazing and ridiculous. Um, totally agreed, uh, Ren. Uh, Buddha has pulled out some crazy plating over over a bunch of, of this show, and I don't know how he does it.
0: So yeah, I, he's a plate king. He is a plate king. I, I think that the, the prettiness of his dishes, I think, are that's like that's kind of like something you're just taking for granted at this point. Just that's a level of really mm-hmm. gorgeous consistency that that that's pretty dang impressive.
3: Yeah, I think he's probably and- like high up there with the most beautiful plating chef i don't know how you say mm-hmm. that of all time yeah and
1: then to not have it and be the other thing on top of it he's never sh- like he's been like sweating like while cooking but there's never been a time where he's like scrambling to like throw a a, a flower on a plate like everything has this uniform nature but i can't remember an episode this season where he's been
0: stressed about plating you know yeah it's actually and probably maybe the most impressive okay so like a lot of real technical skill here obviously and like in and, and beauty and, like, and, and high stuff but you're not getting a lot of times it gets hit with like a oh this food is like soulless right or type thing where it's like you get the the robot robo uh kind of um criticism and like he's I think doing a really good job of this is very like very high uh, technical work that's gorgeous and tastes great and still like you know feels like you, you, you've you tasted like I don't know the hand of the chef behind it like in a good way it's still like soulful I guess um so totally, job, buddha yeah
2: yeah and uh in in that regard just following up on something else ren said uh maybe uh sarah is sort of a hybrid kish slash smar you get some of the snarkiness mm. of the smar and, and the awkwardness but then you get the uh crazy come from behind last chance kitchen uh situation
0: uh from kish so yeah that's that's interesting because i think um i was there's a kind of like a wildness in the combinations, I guess, um, that Sarah does uh, that I feel like is is uh, watching watching Kish. I always felt like very like kind of solid where it's like, oh, obviously this is this makes a ton of sense. I didn't know feel like it was always like see the pants type stuff where I feel like Sarah pulls a lot of rabbits mm-hmm. out of hats, um, which which is is fun to watch, uh, especially since she's peeking at the right time. But like I'm always, oh man, you know, yeah, yeah, she's
1: sort of like.
0: Cooks subconsciously,
1: maybe. Like I don't. I she she's aware that she's cooking, but like somehow the combinations seem to be coming from some divine place that maybe is beyond human con- conception. It's yeah. like
3: spoken word cooking or something,
1: or like a flow state, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Hmm. All right, so uh, moving on. Sorry, we have a few of these to get through um, from Nerissa or Narissa. Sorry, on mispronouncing your name one of those two times or both. Uh, if you're interested in growing your Instagram to the next level, wait a minute,
0: <laughs> punking me. I'm not Ezra. It did, it did come in. I mean, it's it's a real email. <laughs> sure, sure. Narissa or Narissa wants to wants to wants to know if we desire uh, to grow to the next level, ten thousand real followers on Instagram. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay, okay okay uh here's up to 1 report. million email in, sure uh we got uh, an email from maddie sister of the show with a new challenge idea i was very impressed with the reaction to sarah's lamb it made me want to see a challenge where the chef contestants have to cook foods the judges dislike and turn them into converts for those foods classically tom and okra Kristen Kish now, we know, hates lamb. Do uh, we all have foods that we have aversions to uh, generally that you would want a top chef to try to cure us of as a challenge? So,
3: so I guess my dream already came true. It, I mean, it is, would be yeah. lamb. That's what it would have been. Yep.
0: Eh? So you now okay. you don't have to yeah. taste the lamb and yeah, you're fine. Yeah, I'm good. I'm great. Yeah. And S? Uh, hot avocados, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. There's, there's something else that. Uh, you don't, I don't like truffles. I, oh God, I really. Oh no, I really don't make
1: me like truffles. No, <laughs> no anything but that. No,
0: truffles real bad, guys. Uh, everyone needs to just get, like know that this is just this is just feet mushrooms, and and we're just making things that don't smell bad. Smell bad. That's that's what it is. And okay, and then truffles. and then we're charging a ton of money for it, which is also wild. So it's like this is some expensive foot mushroom that we're like, yum, no. We don't need that in our lives.
1: Okay. I mean, for me, I famously despise mayonnaise. And I do not want to be cured of this. I do not want them. Like, I'd feel really bad if there was a challenge being like, hey, make Kyle like mayonnaise. Because I would be so, like, braced against it to be like, I still don't like it, guys. It tastes like mayonnaise. That's the problem. But I also am not a big eggplant fan. And I think that's more the like spirit of this is like an ingredient as opposed to like a specific flavor. Cuz I don't think you can change the flavor of mayonnaise. No. Like you can put other flavors and, on it. Yeah, you, it can it aioli, like you can make it an aioli to make it,
2: you know, kind of other types I, of things. Well,
0: and I think I think the fundamentally at this is like what's the thing that you want to get over disliking? And I definitely want to keep my dislike of truffles cuz it's it's fine that doesn't hinder me. But yeah, like if it, there's a dish that I'm like or an uh, ingredient that I'm like, "Oh man, I feel like my life would be better. Maybe it's asparagus. If I just like, if I liked it more, if I really got behind asparagus, um, yep. then I think that'd be good for you.
1: I like asparagus a lot, and it took me a while. Okay, but I think I think you'd have a more enriched life if you liked asparagus. Agreed. Yeah. I try uh, I
3: try a lot to make it, but I'm literally the only person in my family who likes it, so it's always very oh sad.
0: No. And yet, for me, all, more bananas. for you. Oh, oh wow. whoa!
2: Bananas never liked them. Even with peanut butter,
3: your favorite?
2: Uh no, the the right answer with peanut butter was chocolate. And um, there you go. Or um, an apple. An but, apple's good
0: with peanut but, butter. bananas are weird because I feel like I've eaten enough bananas, I actually can't really taste them anymore. It's just bananas, it's the background flavor. Like it's just it's just already there. It's
3: your default wow. mouth
0: flavor. Yeah, it's just my it mouth always tastes like a banana.
2: That makes me sad to hear, because <laughs> uh, i don't like banana flavor so if you're always tasting it wow that's uh, it has no
0: flavor up. anymore yeah and it's just, uh, it's just uh, okay so a couple more emails hey, you're couple, the banana hulk a
2: <laughs> couple more here uh we've got our restaurant correspondent jordan wrote in uh and said once the email goes come on it stopped opening okay here we go um and uh let us know that damar has a clothing brand uh with a playlist as well um, so it's yeah, called it good. Say it it How good You feeling?
0: Good funk. Go ahead. Uh, we, we, uh, Sarah and yeah. I were to the playlist last night. Yeah, Lots it's really of a,
2: a kind of around uh, you know, his community in Chicago and just kind of like T-shirts and hoodies with fun slogans and fonts on them and, and just kind of uh, benefiting the, the community there. Um, also Jordan says, it seems like the judges table took a long, long time uh, for Just Cause. seems like everybody did really great. What Sarah has done is pretty impressive and uh, Jordan lists some stats. So she was out for six episodes after getting out in episode four. Kristen Kish was knocked out in episode 11 and missed four episodes. Lewis in the New Orleans season uh, was out in episode nine and missed seven episodes before coming back in and getting eliminated in the semifinals. So that was kind of comparable, except mm-hmm. Sarah is now in the finals, and Sarah definitely has one of the mo- more remarkable story arcs uh, in Top Chef of all time. And a reaction to Kristen talking about the lamb is, in his opinion, an all-timer. Team Sarah, but also team everyone. Thank you, Jordan.
0: The 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 uh, Kristen Lamb Sarah conversation was really fun. Where she was like, "Oh, oh, oh!" You know, it, it yeah. was it, a lot of good beats. Yeah, that's was like I
2: normally I hate Lamb. Oh, I'm so sorry, Chef. And then like, but <laughs> I like this one. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's great. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think the she has taken the Last Chance Kitchen sort of... She's the most successful Last Chance Kitchen person now after Kristen Kish, like, came out after a nice extended run. Like, the, the thing with Kristen Kish is... She was a front runner who fell on her sword in restaurant wars and went to last chance kitchen. And I think that's different than someone being eliminated early, kind of fighting their way before they've proven themselves and shown themselves to be that caliber of chef
2: absolutely this is this is a definitely an all-timer i think in all our opinions for sure um we have one more email to get to and this one's a little long so i'm just gonna launch into it but it's from james uh it says hey gang i'm slowly catching up with you all and this great season but wanted to share the visit tom and gail had this past weekend in baltimore for the preakness 2022 i've lived in baltimore for 10 years and had never been to the preakness before but with the judges coming to town literally in my backyard and a top chef fan it was an easy choice With Gail's birthday that weekend, uh, Tom led the crowd in wishing her a happy birthday before the finale of giving away the other massive plates of gargantuan crab cakes all the chefs made ahead of the Megan Thee Stallion show immediately after that and also had the judges lingering afterwards for a bit. We tried to get some spoilers ahead of the finale, but they were very tight-lipped. And, oh, I'm sorry, Uh, there was font issues here i skipped something that james <laughs> said but uh james tells us this was the first cooking exhibition for the preakness and he loved how tom and gail were hanging out with local chef execs like jasmine norton of urban oyster company the only black woman owned oyster bar in the u.s and Sown bryce um sound uh, of um black swan uh there was a crab quick fire challenge old bay garnish cocktails and james even got a plate of crispy rice nice chunks of crab um that uh tom and jasmine worked on so that's that's pretty awesome And then again, there was leftover crab cakes and, and all this stuff too. Um, I know next season is abroad for the 20th season, but would not be surprised if they go back to New York for Belmont to complete their top chef, triple crown, looking forward to your shows and hope you guys can make it to Baltimore to try some of the local talent. Just saw the Mm. we're on a boat episode and rooting for Evelyn representing Texas proudly, but I hope she kills the cactus challenge this week. She did, uh, as always love the podcast james thanks james and uh it says here james is a special educator so thank you so much james for everything you do
0: well done um yeah, yeah i i'd love to have a one i think that'd just be a really fun environment to be in fundamentally just like you know hanging out with like i don't know all the all the food all the all the foods coming out and getting to try some actual like dishes that, that uh, people you you know made in that kind of environment i think sounds like just a delight so sounds like a good old time definitely oh. yeah it Thanks. seems like
1: a, a trip like to to have some crab cakes old bay cocktails and then see megan the stallion yeah uh, <laughs> what is an afternoon <laughs> and, in and of itself and it
2: is fun that they got megan the stallion for a horse thing because oh horses. that is good you get it
1: yeah in houston's own megan the stallion yeah. so again i think this i think the preakness had more cow pokes than most of this
0: season of top chef well let us get into that um so how one do we need a new measurement and also if not uh we'll, you know, whatever how many how many i don't know cactus friends uh pokes? cactus friends
2: sure sure cactus <laughs> how pokes.
0: Many, how, how many cactus pokes yeah are in our posse
2: okay uh four five yeah i don't know
1: seems yeah i'd be willing to say five like having one episode like i learned a ton about tucson uh el charo yeah
0: yeah Yeah, this this feels like the most of a place um kind of episode they've done in a long time i feel like so i i really liked it It, it, very 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 specific um really 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 cool so um totally read. yeah yeah. then I, i think uh you know, we're we're there we're at we're at the end um uh uh of this long long season we have one one episode left to crown a, a champion um who who's getting your vote
2: it's hard for it not to be evelyn at this point she's just been such a frontrunner for so long and and my heart is with her but um you know Sarah would be an amazing just an amazing end to an amazing comeback um i i think my my heart would be less glad if buddha won than the other two but i I still i like him a lot i
1: i wouldn't mind there isn't a bad winner in these top three i think like they all sort of hit a different sort of top chef fan yes resonance like evelyn i think has my heart and our household's heart because of the – being the home. it's always nice to have a hometown chef go really far in a season because they're, like, kind of cooking for the city. Uh, Evelyn Store, like, she has such a good personal connection to so many of her dishes, which is re- – like, elevates a lot of the thing. It elevates the show. It's, like, what we ask for is, like, having personality in the dishes in addition to being, like, great chefs. Uh, and she's cooked, like, beautiful, tasty-looking food. So I think she'd be well-deserved. Sarah, as a Top Chef fan, is, like, because she has, like, the greatest Lash Kitchen run, like, it'd be nice for the sort of, like, record books, like, fan stat thing of, like, having this sort of outlier take it. And then Buddha, like, is the, the least favorite to me of those three, but that's just because, like... The other two have more of a special, unique story, like narrative. And just like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Buddha's really good, and he's also got like a personal connection to so many dishes, and has cooked so many cool things that I'd love to try, and has like shown a lot of himself. And I think he, it's just maybe it's just a thing of he's been edited to seem like too many other winners that it's not as interesting to me. Mm. But he'd be so deserving. I just don't
0: have that same personal connection. Yeah. I, I I I think I'm I'm pretty much aligned with William. No no bad winners. Um like that's that's nice. Like I, I yes, but I think pulling a little bit for Evelyn, uh but but like I I know whoever whoever wins will have probably had to make a fantastic fantastic meal. Uh, oh, and so we'll, really? we'll, we'll looking probably feel it's, right, it's They're they really yeah. gonna deserve it. Uh, and so I'm sure I'll feel really good about whoever ends up. Like no one's I don't think we we're not gonna have these people like you know, like just phone it in, and so it's 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 gonna be probably pretty impressive. Hey buddy. That's right, Grace. <laughs> um cool. Uh well then uh the last order of business. Um you know, you have one one final chance to send us your feedback, uh and people. Uh so there's only one mailbag left uh yeah. in this season. Uh so so yeah, uh that Facebook thing or the Twitter thing. Alex doesn't have this as notes. Or
1: if you want to help us get more followers, you can message us. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, through
0: through any any means, just like tell us how to get those Instagram followers. Yeah, so that's for that's the our main thing. That's really what we care about. Yeah. Um. And and, and uh, finally, uh, Kira, Chris, you know well, there are no losers here. Um, no. Except one, which is you. Please pack your mics and go.
2: Dang it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, bud. It was real
0: close. You had a great run. Great uh, great run. Please. Uh, I, yeah. I, 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 Um, but not, not a good enough run. I think is the main point. Yeah. So sorry. Tough,
2: but fair. Uh, good luck in the finale.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Well, well, maybe we, Hey, maybe you'll get to get to be a Sue. Wouldn't that be fun for you? Come back. Work for someone else to work for
2: no benefit. Yeah. Great. Yes. Do
0: it. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Chris, thank you for being here. Uh, Sarah's already gone, but thank you for being here uh, and then going to pick up our daughter. Um, yeah, Kyle, Grace, and, and possibly Sarah, if she's in the background, uh, thank you all for joining us. Yeah, um, thank you, guys. Yeah, and um, yeah, uh, uh, Alex, uh, you know, c- come come swoop in uh, and, and Megan, come back. Come, come back. Please, come back. Help us finish strong. Uh, I, I, I I don't like to do this much work to not be good at a thing, so please come back. You uh, did great, buddy. Okay, thank you. Thank you for all your help. Uh, let me see if I can click a button successfully. Uh, I did it. Nice. Hey.